an airplane. Yeah. Ah. A square one. Welcome to With Those I've Journeyed, an exploration of life's contours, intersections, and developments. I'm your host for this episode, Terry Shoemaker. 2021 is a new year. Maybe more than previous years, this beginning offers a chance for renewal. The potential for a new beginning, a reset, seems extraordinarily special. After battling an infectious virus that required social distancing and a contested presidential election revealing America's great political divide for most of 2020. Embracing an opportunity for a richer, more beautiful start to this year, I speak with some of my dearest friends, Pop and Linda Cook, to share stories and talk about hope and joy. As you listen, I invite you to pay attention to Pop and Linda's focus on faith, family, and fast cars as a means of staying positive in a sometimes gloomy world. Pop and Linda, how are you? We're great, man. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, what's the weather like there in Kentucky? Cold, hot, sweaty. <laughs> no, it's cold outside. Um, well, so let me say thanks uh, to you all for talking to me uh, with this podcast, and let me explain it just a little bit. So uh, this podcast is called "With Those I've Journeyed." And uh, me and you know Rod, um, and then an, another fine fella named Ben are uh, just doing some conversations with people who have, uh, you know, been dear to us in our lives, and um, and just and we have a little bit of a theme, and I didn't share the theme with you because I want to get to that um, yeah. for this particular podcast, and I didn't want you. I kind of just want kind of your raw. Uh, responses. You know, I don't want to edit it or anything else. Um, and I've always appreciated uh, our conversations in the past. And um, to start with, I thought this would be fun. Uh, Linda, I want to play a game. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a particular shared story that we have. All right. And yep. I'm going to toss out clues and see if you can guess what I'm referring to. Okay. Yes. All right. So your first clue is simply peanut butter. And jelly. <laughs> peanut butter, my first memory is of the little closet that we used to keep <laughs> peanut butter. That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, do you want to do you want to tell the story for listeners since we have a shared experience about peanut butter in a closet? Yes, we had a pantry as you came in our back door of our house, and I always kept peanut butter, crackers, all kind of snack snacks uh, left over, you know, like canned food and everything. So later on in life, when Terry grew up, <laughs> we moved the closet and put a commode and a lavatory in there, and he would not go in there and use that because that was he got snapped. <laughs> you don't you don't urinate and defecate where your food is. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I was I was uh, thinking back and for uh, just like I don't know just how many things. You know, I mean, we we obviously went to Jamaica together. 
um, for, you know, if you remember at the, the Christian School for the Deaf and all kinds of stuff. And for some reason, the peanut butter story stuck out to me as like this thing that happened over and over and over again. And you would always tell me, just go use the bathroom right there. And I'd say, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go down the hallway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So I want to ask you all a question. And, um, and I don't have any idea, honestly, what, the, what you'll say the answer to this is. Because I think you might have some memories of me from when I was younger, and I don't know. Um, but what's the first memory you have of, of us? Oh, you mean you and Rod or just you? Just me. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what's the first thing you, first time you ever remember meeting me? Do you remember? Yes, you came to First Springville Baptist Church, and you and Jerry were sitting in a pew, and I couldn't tell which one was which. <laughs> I totally believe. My first memory is John bringing you home, and you guys are out uh, rollerblading, I think you are. And just having the ball. I didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, here I see this person coming in with John. And I thought, wow, who is that? That guy looks like, I don't know. Why. He knew. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I, I totally remember, I was trying to think my first memory of you all. And I think, Pop, it, it may actually be, my first memory of you may actually be uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but you taught Sunday school at First Free Will for a little while uh, for the teen- the teenagers. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and you you know what? I actually remember you. Um, uh, oddly enough, and I don't know, you know, like why do we remember anything? Um, but I remember you talking about um, for some reason, like sea seashells on a mountaintop or something, about evidence that those mountains had been covered with water. Um, yeah, it, I remember mentioning that. I always thought the reason you find seashells on the mountain was because the water used to be up there. Yeah, but yeah. That might not necessarily be true. Well, and I don't know either, but I just, that's for some reason, I distinctly remember that. And then, Linda, I think maybe my first memory of you is, is probably out at your house, and it probably had to do something with either a peanut butter milkshake or pancakes, and I, I don't know which one it was. Um, but both of them were super yummy, and so I just associated you with, like, good food. <laughs> That's probably in my pancakes. Oh, man, your pancakes are fantastic. You still making pancakes like that? No. No? Not unless, no. Not unless, not unless you come around and ask for some. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when, you all, when you look back, and I know it looks like Pop took off to go take care of something, um, when, when you think back about your life, what, what are some of the kind of, uh, I guess really, you know, the big picture stuff, the things that really shaped you into to who you guys are today? Well, what really shaped me personally was my parents, especially my mother. Uh, she was born in the mountains of eastern Kentucky. Mm. She was a very avid Christian and a very family-oriented woman. Uh, she always ruled the roost with an iron fist, mm. and I mean iron. Uh, <laughs> and, it, you know, like I always tried to, I guess, emulate her a little bit to somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so far as uh, the discipline and stuff, you know, Bill was always, John used to say our youngest when he was smaller that he'd rather be uh, punished by Bill because if he was punished by me, I never let up. <laughs> Bill would say, okay, you got two weeks without certain privilege, and then he'd forget he said it. <laughs> but, you, but you kept track, right? You kept, you kept account of all of it. Oh, yeah, every minute. <laughs> and, and Pop, you told, you told me a story once about uh, the first time. So both of you all grew up in eastern Kentucky. Right. Yes. And, 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 and for those who don't know, Eastern Kentucky is, is pretty poor, uh, pretty under resourced. And you told me a story once about the first time you saw a car. First time you saw a car. Yeah. The first time I saw a car probably was, uh, an old A model. Uh huh. Linda, Linda and her folks were down the creek bed washing it. That was an A model. Really? That might be the that might be the first time. It might be the second or third time too. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and, and and how did how did you know you wanted to get into like mechanics and uh, industrial mechanic stuff? I don't really know how I knew, but it, it just came natural, and I always had in my mind that's what I wanted to do is to work on something. That was my way of putting it, and so. I've always loved it. I still love it, even though I don't do none of it. Mm -hmm. That's how I started, and I went from there into industrial mechanics, into factories and stuff. And you got some training in the Navy, right? Oh, I sure did. I worked in the engine room in the Navy. What was that like? What what years were you in the Navy, and what was that like then? Duh. Let me think. (laughs) I went in the Navy and... What year, <clears throat> September '55. September '55. I joined the U.S. Navy. And were and were I you two? It's, sorry, were were you and Linda dating or married then? No, no, no. Okay. She was she was told not to fool with that cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you go in the Navy and end up in a in a boiler room, right? Yeah, engine room. Engine room. Yeah. I worked down there. What what kind of ship were you on? Uh, destroyers. I was on two different ones. The USS Compton, DD-705, and the USS Turner, DDR-834. And both ships, I worked exclusively in the engine room. And uh, did you get to go on any tours while you were uh, on those ships? Oh, my goodness. I've probably been to... More countries than I have states. So you're salt. You're salty then, huh? Yeah, <laughs> well, I was always at sea. Seemed like. So in, in your in your navy days, which uh which which port stands out to you? Like uh, was there whether it was beautiful or something interesting happened or um, what kind of stories you got? Well, Cannes, France. That was the first time I'd ever been to a country that was fairly. Sexually liberal, mm. you know. Well, I mean, you can cut that part out. That was my first big port. Then I've been to many others: uh, Saudi Arabia, Suez Canal. I've been to Cuba before and after Cuban crisis, and uh, Greenock, Scotland. Greenock, Scotland. That was the most beautiful country uh. I had ever saw at that time. 
And did you, do I remember you telling me you, you thought you were going to die on a ship one time? Yeah, you said that. Oh, yeah. We was, we was on the, near the Suez Canal. And uh, as luck would have it, they started bombing the Suez Canal and they, they sunk eight ships there. And so our captain, being as wise man as he was, he went over to the coast and just hugged the coast as close as that ship could get. And we got out of harm's way that way. Oh. But then another time was when you was in a, was it a typhoon? Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. We went around Cape Horn on the way back. The part about Cape Horn is very dangerous weather-wise. Yeah. And we went through there, and a typhoon happened meet us. And I really thought we were going to sink. Was the, was the boat rocking back and forth? Oh, in a horrible way. Did you, get, did you throw up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had been in there long enough to yeah. overcome that. Yeah, you had, your, you had your sea legs, huh? Yeah, by then, but I had thrown up when <laughs> I first went in. I joined the Navy to get away uh-huh. from home, you know. We didn't have anything going like a home life. So that was my point. As soon as I got old enough, 17, my dad signed the papers. If I joined the Navy, you wouldn't sign the papers if it was any other branch of service. Why is that? Because he, he had a brother that was in the Navy that always bragged about it. Huh. And another brother in the Army that always hated it. So dad to him, because he had never been in the service, right. was joined the Navy. Yeah. And that's what I did. But one of the things, and, and Rod and I have discussed this, uh, I was lucky. I Honestly, I consider myself very fortunate. So growing up with you all somewhat, right? It was much, it was kind of later in life. I was in high school or right after high school that I really, really met you all and started kind of hanging out with John and at y'all's house. Um, I consider myself super fortunate that one day you all ended up at the church where I was a minister. I mean, it was, it, 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 it was, it was for me, it was genuinely, it was genuinely a blessing to look out and know you two were in the congregation. Um, and, and one of the greatest things I ever did in life was introduce you two to Rod Goodman. Um, because, uh, Rod told me one time, and I think he captured it well, when, when you're in ministry, you carry a lot of burdens for people, right? A lot of people tell you stuff that they won't tell anybody else. And then you can't tell anybody else. Right. Right. Yes. And, and so you, you end up kind of giving of yourself a lot and it, and it's, yes. and it's, it's absolutely draining energy. It really is draining. And Rod said that whenever he would come visit you all and talk on your back porch, that he was re-energized, that, oh, that, that your two's laughter and your positive outlook on life, like where a lot of people in ministry take away your joy, you all freely gave joy. And so my question for you two uh, is, man, where did y'all's joy come from? You all seem to have tapped into some sort of source um, that that other people simply don't have. And so so where where how do you all stay joyful and hopeful uh, in the world? Okay, my, for me, it's my love of Christ. 
and my children have really blessed me so much mm. through the years. You know, they have, like you, Terry, they've, they've held to true blue. You know, they've absolutely been amazing. Mm. And, and then we've got to live to see both of our granddaughters grown. Uh, John, uh, our youngest, married to Melissa, which was such a blessing in our life. And then Pete's got three little grandchildren that are our great-grandchildren. And I think God has just blessed us so much that we just, why should we go around moaning and groaning when we're so blessed with mm. that? You know, we've always managed to have a house over our head, food on the table. There's not much you need in this life. Hmm. Is there? No, I mean, the love of Christ and the love of family, that's it. Well, and that's a great perspective, especially with the generation generations that seem like maybe having a house and food isn't quite enough, right? That yes. that there's other things you gotta chase after or something. That's a that's a really good perspective. Yeah. Um Pop, what would you say? Well, with Christ <laughs> is the center of my life. And uh one thing I remember, the Lord said, this is the day excuse me, yeah. the Lord hath made we will rejoice and be glad in it. So I try to do that. Hmm. We both still laugh, Terry. I know. At each other. (laughs) (laughs) Always laugh at each other. And never go to bed and have any grievance against the other. Mm. It is a bad policy to do that. Yeah. Always tell each other before you go to bed, I love you. Yeah. And if... and if if there's if there's something you're you're bickering about or something that you try to talk about it before you try to go to rest. Oh yeah, yeah bring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and, hold it. And in. another thing too, Terry, forgive everybody. It don't matter what they've done to you because if you don't forgive them, then they're still holding something over you. Yeah. It's not you won't gain anything by that. Hmm. Uh, but you will lose that feeling if you forgive them. Just let it go. So, yeah. so what kind of, um, I mean, these, these are all, I think this is, you know, capturing some, some really sound advice. Um, now that you're, you're aging, right. That, that you two are at a different stage of your life. Um, what do you, what do you look back on as just, you know, like what memories do you have? And this can, you know, as personal as you want to be with it. Um, that like it's something that just immediately brings a smile to your face. Well, the the first relatively new car we ever had, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what was that? What kind of car was it? Oh gosh, <laughs> was that what year was that Chrysler? Oh yeah, that one. It was a nineteen sixty sixty one or two something Chrysler. It was, it was the muscle car. What was the name oh, of it? It was a Chrysler. 300K. 300K. Very fast car. Yes. What color? Black. Yes, jet black. <laughs> was it was, was it, it was it absolutely gorgeous? 
gorgeous. It had baby blue interior with the Hearst transmission. Hearst shift. Hearst shift. Okay. Well, anyway, and the the gear shift is in the floor, and it was uh, square. Well, oblong, like a piece of metal. Yeah, I think it was a Hearst shift. If you're familiar yeah, with that, I'm not familiar with that. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what, what was it? What was it about that car that that makes you smile? Oh Lordy, it was just something nobody else had. You know, I mean, Lord, who have you ever met that had a Chrysler 300K? I've never, I've never even heard of the vehicle, so I don't know anybody. You, look it up. you Google it. They, they still got a few around. Well, one or two, because they were very limited. In addition, yeah, yeah. So there's a few restored that people still have somewhere. Probably, it's probably one or two, but there wouldn't yeah. be that many. If you, if you ever wrote one, you'd know what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> you real fast. We had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I uh, wonder we hadn't got killed. We outrun the Corvette on the expressway. <laughs> Was, were, were you intentionally racing the Corvette? Well, he chased sure. us about three times. Then he pulled in front of us and slowed way down. Oh. Well, about the third time he decided to do that, I decided to put an end to it. Where it went? Oh, me! So you finished it right then and there, huh? Oh yeah, we never saw him again. <laughs> I didn't let up for a couple of miles. <laughs> oh me! All right, so I got I got one more question for you. Okay. Um, and it, and it gets back to the joyful hope thing. Okay. Uh, I mean, we're obviously in a in a moment in time where uh, things are quite gloomy, right? I mean, uh, with the pandemic increasing, I just read today that the you know there's several states that are really concerned about uh, the number of hospital beds they have. Uh, Pop, you you mentioned to me on a phone call uh, as we were scheduling this that you recently lost a sister uh, to COVID nineteen, and I'm so sorry to hear that. I I, I told you that. I found out, you know, a guy that I went to elementary school all the way through high school with him and his mom both died there in Glasgow or I, I don't know if they were living in Glasgow or Scottsville, uh, but both of them passed as well. Um, and uh, and so, I mean, I, I don't, gloomy is the word for me right now. You know, like um, we're, we're all quite a bit secluded. We're isolated. I think we're all tired in some ways of uh not being able to see each other and give each other a hug and, you know, or, or shake hands or anything. Yeah. Um, what, what are you guys, and Linda told me, you know, you guys are mostly quarantining or self-isolating and watching movies and stuff like that. Um, are there, are there people you're trying to like keep in touch with or trying to talk with? And, um, uh, and, during this particular moment, are there are there resources that you're using, um, you know, just to kind of stay more hopeful um, at, at this time in our history? Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then thank God for every day and be very careful about getting out of your home yeah. and going somewhere because that's how most of it is transmitted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be very careful. Then. Well, we try to stay connected with our church and rallies too. 
Yeah. Uh, they, they brought us a Thanksgiving meal uh, mm. Wednesday before Thanksgiving, both of us. It was turkey and dressing and all that sort of stuff. But we listened to them usually once or twice a week on uh, uh, Facebook. What keeps me focused mm. and what keeps me focused is the Psalms, Proverbs, Job. You know, I mean, I just read two or three chapters every day. I just, you know, I've read enough and then I quit. But pray, pray and hope. I mean, nobody can take away your hope unless you let them take it away. Yeah. So we hope it's going to be better next year. Uh, Carmen's our granddaughter sends us videos of the great grandchildren, and uh, mm. you know, uh, it's just a lot of things. I mean, our neighbor across the street brings our mail every day. So it sounds like you you got people taking care of you. Yeah, we have absolutely. Uh, well, we've been talking too long here, and uh, and uh, I know. I mean, we really could. We really could. I mean, we could just talk straight through dinner and everything else. Um, and so I, I'm going to let y'all go, but I just want to tell y'all I love you, and um, y'all stay healthy, okay? Okay. We love you, Terry. I hope you've enjoyed listening to my conversation with Pop and Linda. I hope that as a listener, you can hear that their laughter is contagious. I hope that it's obvious that they feed off of each other's energy in a very remarkable way. And I hope that it translates well the joy and the pride um, that they have as they discuss their shared lives together. Pop and Linda are truly special people, and I'm glad they've been a part of my journey. Thanks for listening to With Those I've Journeyed.